Okay, we're back with more of the Prince Warriors. Read to you by Daddy-O, Matt Thompson. Here you go. Chapter 16, The Evil Prince. Welcome back, warriors. Ruwak came through the glittering gate to greet them. Xavier, Evan, and Brianna ran to meet them, along with Mr. AJR. Levi stayed on the ground, staring up at the castle in utter disbelief. He was barefoot, and one of his arms was still metal all the way up to his shoulder. When he saw Ruwak, he put his head down in shame. We're glad to see you, Prince Levi, Ruwak said, coming near to him. The other kids watched silently. I'm not a prince, said Levi. I don't deserve to be. <laughs> Son, Mr. J.A.R. said, kneeling down beside him. Ruwak doesn't make mistakes. He called you prince, just as he called me a long time ago. Levi noticed for the first time that his father was wearing armor. You? And I messed up worse than you did. Believe me, most people do. But that's what the wonderful thing about being a prince warrior and warrior in Aharatas. Even when you mess up, you can be forgiven. But look at my arm, Levi said forlornly, lifting his heavy metal arm. And my boots, I lost them. <clears throat> his head was hung down so he didn't see Ruwak move closer to him, holding a pair of boots exactly the same as the ones Levi had left behind. Ruwak set them before Levi. You mean these? My boots, how did you find them, Levi gasped. They were never lost. You just lost sight of them, Ruwak said. I won't do that again, Levi said. He reached for the boots, but his hard gray fingers couldn't grasp them. Let me help you, Ruwak said. For the first time, Levi saw a hand emerge from the guy's draped sleeve. At least he thought it was a hand, although it glowed silvery white, the fingers very bright and smooth. The glowing hand touched Levi's metal fingers he felt a shiver, like a bolt of electricity passed through his body. He shuddered, but didn't pull his hand away. The metal on his arm felt warm, like it was heating up. It began to grow red and then slowly dissolved, first to a slippery, wet metallic coating, and then to a fine dust that fell away, revealing his own brown skin. All the kids watched in wonder as the pile of metallic dust was carried off by the wind. <sighs> Levi turned his arm this way and that, flexing his fingers. Thank you, he said. He touched each one of his fingertips, but there remained a small metal knob on the tip of one finger where the ends had bitten him. As a reminder, Ruach said, withdrawing his arm, Mr. J.A.R. bent down to Levi and pulled up his own sleeve. A rusted metal knot about the size of a dime sat a few inches above his elbow. Levi had never seen this scar before. He felt tears spring to his eyes and blinked them away, hoping the others wouldn't see. Mr. J.A.R. didn't say anything, just enfolded his son in a big bear hug. I want one too, Brianna said. She ran up to hug Levi as well. Watch out for her, Evan said to Xavier, backing away. She's a hugger. Xavier smiled slightly. Now put on your boots, said Mr. J.A.R. You don't have, and don't take them off. Levi put on his boots and stood up unsteadily. The other kids grinned happily. Thanks, all of you, for coming to get me, Levi said. You were really brave. Ah, uh, it was nothing, said Evan. Cake. Yeah, cake, said Xavier. Speaking of cake, Evan said, glancing at Ruach. Is there? Ruach's hood just nodded. And ice cream, too, he said, and a trace of humor in his usually stern voice. Better get in there before it melts. He spread his arms and a great gate swung open. The four kids raced into the hall and where the long table still stood loaded with food, it looked as though nothing had yet been eaten. Levi sat down to a huge bowl of ice cream and ate until he felt sick. It was the best feeling he ever had. Um, can I ask a question? Xavier said once they had eaten their fill. The black trees and sinkholes and the sand grovel and the ants, 
Why are they here? I mean, why does the source allow them to exist? Can't he just make them disappear? Can't he destroy Skotos altogether? Ruach was silent a moment. All the kids watched him. It was always difficult to tell whether Ruach was actually looking, what Ruach was actually looking at. Once, he said finally, in a softer, more mellow voice than usual, there was a harmony in Aharatus. A great prince named Poneros had dominion over the kingdom, but he was not content with it. He wanted more. He wanted to usurp the high throne, which belonged to the source. He rallied many of the creatures in Aharatus to his side by telling them they would have more freedom and power if he were their ruler. Many chose to believe him. Paneris gathered his forces and rebelled against the source. There was a terrible war and Paneris lost. But instead of destroying him completely, the source revealed his infinite justice, righteousness, mercy, and love by merely banishing him to the other side of the chasm. There, Paneris must stay until the time of the return, the time when the source reveals itself to the whole world. Then there will be a great upheaval, and all those who have chosen Scotus will be destroyed. Paneris knows his time is short. But he still hasn't given up his given up his quest. He's recruited many to his cause. He has taken many prisoners, ruined many lives. The forger that you encountered, the Levi, he was one of Paneris's army. There are many more of them that can be counted, more than can be counted, and they can take many forms. Yeah, I know, Levi said under his breath. It looked just like me at first. Brianna stared at him. No, it was a metal monster thing. We all saw it. Levi shook his head. When I first saw it... Him, he was a kid, and he looked exactly like me, like a clone of me. He had a skateboard, he was wearing my t-shirt, his face and his hands. Everything was exactly like me. I thought maybe I was imagining things, but then he talked to me in a voice that was just like mine, told me he would help me. He got me to take his hand. The last words were spoken almost in a whisper. The others stood with their mouths agape, unsure how to respond. Ruach's hood nodded. The forgers, like their master, are above all great deceivers. That is why you must always follow the way of the armor, because sometimes your worst enemy is yourself. The messenger was clear. Levi couldn't see Ruach's eyes, but he could feel them turn toward him. He nodded slowly. Got that right, he said. But what does this Poneris guy want now, Xavier asked. He knows he can never rule Aratus, doesn't he? He's already been defeated. Yes, you are right, and he knows that too well. His only hope is to turn the whole world against the source. And those like you who have chosen the way of the armor, he wants to trick and deceive out of experience of the joy of the victory that the source has already won. That is why more warriors are needed to rally against him in his quest. For every victory won here, there is one experience there on earth. <clears throat> but what can we do, Brianna asked. I mean, we're just kids. It begins with you, Ruwak said. He folded his arms into his robe so that he suddenly looked very small again. You must return now. Do not be afraid. Remember, you have everything you need. Ruwak turned, the shining white doors opening to let him pass. But will we get to come back? Brianna called after him. And will we get swords? Evan asked. What about unicorns? Brianna asked. Ruwak didn't answer. The gate closed behind him, and they all stared at it for a few moments, not knowing exactly what to do. Brianna was the first to turn around. <clears throat> Where did he go? Look. The table of food was gone. Where'd it go? 
the kids huddled together, Mr. AJ, Mr. J.A.R. with them. The walls seemed to be fading away, melting into the clouds beyond, so that soon they could see, could see only clouds and light in all directions. The clouds wrapped around them, turning everything white and formless. The white, whiteness became unbearably bright, as if they were looking into the sun itself. Close your eyes, Mr. J.A.R. said. So they did. Chapter 17. Back to the Beginning. Levi sat up and looked around, blinking. He was sitting on a bench outside the wreck building, watching the skateboarders. His sketchbook was in his hand. He looked up at the sky, an after-dinner sky. It looked familiar. Was he? Hey, Brianna sat down next to him. He glanced at her, but didn't speak. He looked down at his hands, his arms. They looked normal. They felt normal. He felt, held up his fingers, and one of them had something on the tip. He touched it. It was hard, like metal. So that really happened, he said? Yeah, Brianna was swinging her legs and looking listlessly into the distance. But how can it be? If we're back where before we left, as far as he could tell, the scene in front of him was as a repeat of the events earlier than that day. I don't know. Time went backward, I guess, Brianna said with a shrug. It happens. It does? She looked at him. Why not? She smiled. You okay? Yeah, I guess so. He put his head back against the wall. I really messed up. Brianna thought for a moment about how to respond. Her best friend had made a mistake, but he already knew that. She didn't need to rub it in. So did I, she said after a few seconds. Led Evan right into a marabaton attack without the armor. We probably would have been goners. So did I. Sorry. So did I, she said. But you, you figured out how to break the forager's hold on me. Yeah, how about that, said Brianna with a grin. So we mess up sometimes, but we get another chance. And maybe we shine a little. Levi shook his head. Not me. I'm done. What do you mean? There's no way Ruwak would trust me with another mission. Levi, you know that isn't true. He even said so. So did your dad. She paused. Can you even believe your dad is a prince warrior? Yeah, my dad's cool, I guess. They were silent a moment, watching the skateboarders. So what do we do now? Levi said finally. I think it's time for you to go out there and skate, Brianna said. And I go in and decorate, right? Yeah, I guess so. But I don't really feel like skating right now. Too tired? No, but I kind of have a stomach ache. Well, you did eat a lot of ice cream. They were interrupted by a commotion from inside. Raucous laughter and shouting. The skateboarder stopped riding and looked around. Some jumped off their boards to see what was going on. That would be Landon and his buddies, Brianna said in a keen sense of deja vu setting in. This is pretty weird, huh? Yeah, Levi said. Guess we need to go in now. Yep. The skateboarders were already running to the building. Levi and Brianna got up and followed them. It was the same sight as the last time. Maybe this was actually the first time. Were they getting a second? Were they getting a second chance? Levi wasn't sure. He only knew that something had to be different. Landon was taunting Manuel as the other kids laughed and pointed. Do you miss your mummy? The college student Mary Stanton emerged from the office late, latte in one hand, cell phone in the other. What's going on in here? What are you kids doing? Brianna tugged on Levi's arms. What are we supposed to do? Levi thought about the instruction he'd gotten in Aharatus. Why is the gate that leads to destruction? He knew what it meant now. The right way is not always the easy way. All the kids were laughing. Jeff grabbed his elbow and whispered, Get a load of that, huh? Levi glanced at his friend, the boy he, boys he hung out with every day. They all made fun of Manuel with his goofy red glasses and enormous satchel that he carried around. He wore old-fashioned shoes and pants that never quite made it all the way to his ankles. Levi didn't know why Manuel came to the wreck at all. He never did any sports or games. Levi had always laughed right along with other kids. 
But looking now at the kid wrapped in toilet paper, struggling to his feet, he remembered how it felt to be stuck, unable to move, helpless, while all around him those other ants watched him, probably laughing if ants actually laughed. He imagined what all these kids would do if they had seen him struggling. And then he wondered what Ruach would say. If Ruach could see him now, standing on the outside of the circle, doing nothing, watching. But Ruach probably can see me, can't, can't he? Levi took a breath. Hey, man. Where are you going? Mickey asked as Levi pushed through the crowd of onlookers to the center of the room. He stood there before Landon, breathing slowly, hoping no one could see how he was shaking inside. The kids around him quieted, wondering what he was up to. <clears throat> Get out of the way, stupid, Landon said, moving forward to push him aside. No, said Levi. Landon stared at him, surprise and anger moving up his face. Levi turned to the other kids. You really think this is funny? He looked at his skateboard friends. They were watching him, brows furrowed, like they thought he had gone crazy. What if you were that kid? Would you be laughing then? Silence. The kids stared at him, shocked. Miss Stanton looked shocked, too. She, she opened her mouth, but nothing came out. I'm going to get creamed, Levi thought. Ruach's words came back to him. You have everything you need. I have everything I need, Levi repeated to himself. I don't need to be bigger or tougher or smarter. I just need to do the right thing. Ooh. Sorry for crying, guys. Um, I was bullied when I was a kid. You may not know that, but I really had a lot of bullying. Um, and it just makes me think about that. <clears throat> he glanced up, hoping to see the crest shining above Landon's head as it had before. It wasn't there, but he thought he could feel Ruach's presence around him, the glowing white hand that had warmed his arm and healed him. He stood a little straighter. He felt a wave of something like courage flow through him. He turned toward Landon. You want to pick on someone, Landon? Levi said, pick on me. A murmur swept through the crowd. No one moved except Brianna. Yeah, she said, stepping up next to Levi and folding her arms together defiantly. Me too. They stood before the bully, unflinching. Landon's eyebrows knit together in rage. He balled his fists like he was about to take both of them out. But before he could make a move, another one of the girls came forward and stood with Levi and Brianna. Her name was Ivy. Levi remembered. She was about his age, though much smaller, but she stood straight at Brianna's side, her hands on her hips, like she was ready for a rumble, too. Seeing the two girls stand up, the bully made the other kids shift around uneasily. For a moment, everyone was silent, but then Mikey came to stand beside Levi, then Jeff and Logan, too. One by one, more kids stepped forward, forming a circle of protection around Manuel, who was lying on the floor, peeking through the folds of toilet paper stunned. Miss Stanton dropped her phone. There was a long moment of silence. Landon's eyes glanced around the room, flickering slightly, no longer quite certain he was in control. He balled up his fists, his arms stiffening like he was about to explode. The boys behind him shifted nervously. Tension hung in the air like a thick fog. Finally, Landon relaxed his fists, shaking his head. He let out a braying laugh and backed away, punching one of his friends lightly at the back of his hand. Come on, dudes, he said. Let's bounce. Landon turned slowly and strode out of the building. After a moment, his friends followed him. Levi saw his dad standing in the doorway. The bullies... The bullies had to walk right past him as they left. Mr. J.R.'s eyes glowered, but his lip pursed in a settled, in a settled, proud smile. Levi took a breath, his first full one in several minutes, and looked at Brianna. She, she grinned and hugged him. He pulled away quickly, turning to the others, who started to laugh and high-five each other as they revealed, reveled in their long overdue victory. Miss Stanton rushed forward to help Manuel off the floor and unwrap him for the toilet paper. Manuel smiled shyly at Levi. Thanks, he murmured. 
No problem. Levi felt lightly, lighter, suddenly older, like he'd just climbed a mountain. I know what it's like to have friends help when you need it. He glanced at Brianna, who grinned at him. You want me to call your dad, Manuel? Miss Stanton said, balling up the toilet paper. No, thank you. I'm fine. Manuel stood, stood straight, adjusting his glasses, although they still look crooked. Mr. J.A.R. walked up to them, put a hand on Levi's shoulder. Levi thought he saw a tear in his dad's eye. You okay, kids? Yeah, said Levi. Stellar, Brianna said. The end. That was chapter 17. Love you guys. I hope you are never bullied.